We are recording. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Okay. Oh, you are recording. Now we're recording. <laughs> oh. Hi, my name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Believe Mel. And we're here with episode 23 of How, How Married, Married Are You? Are you? <laughs> okay, before we get started, I want y'all to let me know how this pink for those of you watching, how my pink shirt works with the pink background. Is it too much? Am I blending in? What's happening? Let me know if you like it or not. I know this uh, gray cashmere cotton blend uh, cardigan, zip up cardigan is really <laughs> popping against this pink background. So It definitely is, babe. Congratulations. And I like the way it looks. Thanks. Shout out to Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix for that. Yeah. And of course, if you want to check out Stitch Fix, uh, put your code right there. Yeah. I'll put my code right here on the screen. Uh, I don't know what the code is, actually. You'll figure it out. It's okay. Yeah, I'll figure it out. But anyway, uh, yeah, make sure you guys check out Stitch Fix and use my code for to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> they also have a kids line um, right now for kids size 2T and... To 14. To, to 14 years old. I mean, well, 2T and up. So yeah. after that, you're an adult or whatever, kind mm -hmm, of. Mm -hmm. um, so the youngest that it goes is to 2T. So I'm kind of excited because Anaya will be... She's kind of like 2T, but some stuff is too big for her. She's petite. Yeah. Which takes us into Chocolate Baby Story Time. Chocolate Baby Story Time. Okay, so I want to talk about Theo. Theo has been, you know, testy, you know, lately. But today he did something that really disappointed me. He he closed his brother's fingers in the door, okay, the bedroom door. And it's really, for me, it's irritating because I always tell him, please don't play with the door. Sometimes they slam the door and they just get all into whatever made up world or adventure land they're playing in and they're in full character or, you know, and they just slam the door. They just, you know, and I always tell them, please don't slam the door. Don't play with the door. Don't play with the door. Cause I have a phobia about fingers getting smashed indoors. He That's does, like my thing. That's one of my That's pet real. peeves. It's like when I see it happen, I just kind of clinch up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, no, that was so dumb. You could have just moved your hand or someone could have been more careful. And I've, yeah. So there's something that I'm big on. So, yeah, it, it really sucked. Um, and today he got in trouble. Every time I, I've been telling him, well, he knows the rules of the house. And consistently mm -hmm. he's been doing what he wants to do instead of what he knows what's right. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of irritating because uh, everything, it's like, you know, he's playing with toys at the table. And normally that's fine. But, you know, when you play with toys at the table, you knock over water, you know. Um, he it's did, not fine. Normally, it's not fine. I mean, but, you know, if there's a place for them and the table's being used to play, you know, or paint or color, mm, then it's yeah. different. But not while you're eating, you know. And so I keep trying to tell them, I keep trying to tell him this, but I feel like he's getting older. He knows he's oldest. He knows he's tallest. And he just wants to do what is on his mind. And so, yeah, that's basically where we're at with Theo at this moment. Unfortunately, my story is another story about Theo that doesn't necessarily shine him in a positive light. But I do feel like this quality may be useful in the future. <laughs> What's that? So the other day we were eating lunch at the table and oh, yeah. it's another story at the table. Um, you anyways. just have him sit on eating on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> we were eating lunch at the table and we were playing this game where one of us would say a letter of the alphabet and we'd pick words that started with that letter. So it's kind of a practice for them to work on beginning sounds. And so 
um, whoever said the most words that started with a letter for the round won that round type thing. So we were doing A and um, G and T. They wanted to do U, like letters that started with their names. Anyway, we get somehow to the sound SH, like what starts with the SH sound. And so we're saying shape and ship and um, share and all kinds of words. And then Theo goes, shut up. And I'm like, of course you would. <laughs> and That's so if you, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably already like heard this story or whatever, but it still just gets me because Theo is one of those kids that if there's a line, he will get as close to the line as possible without going over it just to see like how far he can push the envelope. Yeah, he's a habitual line stepper. And I feel like this was one of those instances where he was just trying to test me and see like what is she going to do if I say this word because he knows that they're not allowed to say the word. Even Raya had a reaction when the word came out. We all were kind of like, why would you say that? Like, dude. Mm -hmm. You know you're not allowed to say that word. And so anyways, he didn't get in serious trouble, but I did say, hey, buddy, that's an inappropriate word. Um, you know we can't say that word. He did get his point, even though my Instagram followers were like, well, technically that's two words. And yada, yada, yada. But Either way, he lost. <laughs> he should have lost more more than just a game. But yeah, he's testy. Yeah, him, my, him, you and I definitely have different ways of doing things yes that's a whole other that's podcast. a whole nother podcast and we need to talk about co-parenting because you know i don't feel like we're co-parents but i understand are we co is it considered co-parents if you like i thought co-parents were when you're like divorced and you parent children together well we both parent okay you know and you know honestly like while we're on this topic can you guys kind of let us know what it is because i did get another message today in my dms of somebody who was asking us to talk about um touch like when is it like just talking about how do you have those conversations with your kids and so mm. we're obviously married with kids and so we have lots of experiences to speak from but what do you guys want to hear more of do you want to hear more about marriage current events raising kids what do yeah. you wanna, what do you want us to talk yeah, about? Yeah, feel free to leave us uh messages on our <clears throat> YouTube channel, our YouTube comment section. Mm -hmm. Uh we do have a YouTube channel. <laughs> so YouTube, uh how married are you? Okay, comment section there. You can put your request down below. You can also message us in uh on the How Married Are You Instagram, which uh you know is Yvette's always answering stuff there. And so make sure you hit us up there and just let us know what you want to hear personally. Mm -hmm. It really would help us out a lot. And speaking of you guys sending us something, uh, we'd also appreciate more words of affirmation. Words of affirmation is when you send your voice, you let us know by your voice how much you appreciate the podcast. Or if you're married, tell us how married you are. You know how at the end we yeah, always say, how married are you? How married are you? What have you done for your spouse lately? Uh, that's a good question there. Um, and so you can always send your voice. Uh, sometimes people want to send messages and write notes. That's all great. But your voice, you got to understand that you have a voice and it's beautiful to be heard. Mm -hmm. And this is what this podcast is all about. Yvette has a voice. She wants to be heard. And um, I, 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 sometimes she, I can tell she's longing and saying, I have something to say. You know, you say that a lot. And so, you know, you being heard and you guys being heard, it's, it's, it's really important. So we want to go ahead and, and give you that space. Words of affirmation. Yeah. And so um, did you already say you can send us words of affirmation? No, go ahead. Tell. Okay. So 
on our Instagram account, How Mary Are You, they now have in the DMs an operation where you can send in a voice memo. So um, actually right now, this week's words of affirmation is going to be coming from the Instagram DMs of someone who sent a voice memo. So if you, um, like we really, we just love to hear your voices. So feel free to send this one through there and right now. Hey guys, it's Mario and Shireen Mario here, and Shireen. Mario uh, Mario all the way from London. Um, yeah, so what we're grateful for about your podcast and your union is that it's a good conversation starter for stuff about our relationship. We've been going out and dating for two years. Um, black couple um, in our mid twenties in London, and there's so much that we haven't figured out. And listening to you guys, it's like you guys are our mentors. Um, yeah, babes. Yeah, so thank you very much and we are grateful for you. Thanks guys. Keep going. So Marion and Shireen, thank you guys so much for those words of affirmation. It means a lot to hear your voice. Uh, I feel like we're closer. And one Don't day... you just love that accent though? The London accent. Yeah. It's I mean, everyone else's voice is beautiful too, but that London accent. See, I, I kind of like when you switch to your southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a southern accent. You do, baby. You did it the last podcast. Oh, uh, now I'm gonna be self conscious. My goodness, it just come out of nowhere. Are you being sarcastic? Or no, you... babe. I'm so serious. Yo, if you heard it in the last podcast, Yvette talking southern, uh, just out of nowhere, and I don't even know what state. It was like a mixture of all the southern states all together. Is it South Carolina? It it reminds me of My that show you used con- to watch with that girl named Lemon. Oh my gosh. That's what it was like. It was something like that. Anyway, it's a stupid show. Um, I can't even remember the name of it. C-W. Anyway, I like, yeah, your accents sound cool. Um, <laughs> but whoever you are, your voice is is yeah. is greatly appreciated. Yes. Thank you. So please send us more DMs to the How Married Are You um, Instagram. Instagram. And if you are on Anchor, then send us the voicemails through there. We love those too. So, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so today, oh God, yeah, the hot topic of the week. Well, actually, this is coming out a couple of weeks after. So it's yeah, kind of so we had to. I, th- I felt like we needed to take some time apart because I was like, okay, so we're this week we're talking about R. Kelly. We are. We're talking about R. Kelly. I know uh, it's a little late if you have not seen the Lifetime special, um, surviving, surviving R. R. Kelly. Uh, you know, apart from it being one of the saddest things I've ever seen, mm-hmm. it was a really well done documentary, and mm-hmm. I'm glad I watched. I couldn't look away. I couldn't mm-hmm. stop. I needed to get through every single episode mm-hmm. because I wanted to know what was happening with those girls. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't really know what to say about it, but I wanted to know what you thought about it because I don't know if you grew up listening to R. Kelly like I did, Mm-mm. right? Um, but what were your thoughts? I was kind of bummed that so many people knew what was 
were aware of what was going on and didn't say anything. Yeah. Like as much as people were, as much as people are in an uproar about R. Kelly, I think there were so many people that were enabling his behavior that also need to be held accountable. And even some of the people who were in the video talking about the things that were going on and their role in it, it was just all to me disgusting. It was just disgusting. It was like, how are you even sitting there and telling us about all of this? How, how did you live to tell the story? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. It, it, it just, it made me, I think as I'm thinking more and more about it, it makes me want to be more intentional about calling people out. Like, I'm not necessarily a non-confrontational I'm not someone who goes and seeks out confrontation. So a lot of times I do try to be non-confrontational. However, when it gets to the point that I need to confront something, I do. But it takes a lot of preparation on my part to be able to go and confront something. But what I feel like this watching Surviving R. Kelly has um, really been kind of encouraging me to do is to not allow friends and family to sit in their crap. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously, I would hope other, like my close friends and family would also call me out on my stuff as well. You know, like we can't allow people to just be. Hmm. Which... I'm not. I'm gonna give you a lot of credit because I feel like you a lot of times will um, call people out. I mean, it depends. Reason. You know, it depends. Yeah. Like one, it depends on how close we are. Yes. Uh, two, it depends on like if I'm willing to see it through. Because mm. it's like, yeah, I'm gonna call you out, but am I going to make sure that you don't? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Am I gonna be accountability? Like there, there's people in my life that's like. If I'm your best, if I'm one of your groomsmen in your wedding, I'm going to call you out. Mm -hmm. You know, um, those are people I'm doing lifelong stuff with, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but I would say that some th some people I won't call out. You know what I mean? There's people who was like close uh, to me family wise that I'm just like, I'm not doing I'm not going there. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> um, I just refuse to like yeah. go and dig up like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling that right now. Yeah, uh, not because of any like disrespect or like even though your family, you're not. You don't have as much freedom and communication uh, that you do with others. So most of the time, if something happens and I know about it, I feel guilty if I could have done something. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I'm more likely to be like, "Yo, we don't do that." You know you're this type of guy who doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we don't do that. I don't feel like it. You don't mm -hmm. do what you feel. You do what you have to. There are certain people in my life that have given me that type of freedom and that type of, you know, presence in their life. Mm -hmm. So I do think it's our responsibility, though, to call out our friends who are dealing with those type of things because there's no way that... Here's a prime example. Mm -hmm. Me and your brother, your little brother, John, mm -hmm. you guys have a great relationship. I have a good relationship with him as well. Uh, there was a point where we were in community together and doing music together and I had an opportunity to stay silent about, you know, um, you know, things I may have had an issue with, but because what he did affected my income, I thought about being quiet. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember um, that. And so because of, you know, that's really what made the Dream Junkies end was that I couldn't stand like the fact that I know he needed more men around him and, and less dudes who rap. You know what I'm saying? And so I think what happens is these people become dependent on these figures and what they say, what they do and don't say affects their business, affects their income, affects them being cut off. And I don't think that's very healthy, you know? And I think I'd rather be out of someone's life but know that I'm the guy who held them accountable. Mm -hmm. uh, because like darkness can't be around light. It can't exist. Yeah. And so if you're shining your light and there's darkness around you, that darkness has to move, yeah. you know, or just remove you from the set. So, yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of issues. It was a lot of questions not being asked. But yeah. I understand how some of those people did not ask those questions because of the positions they were put in or they the position they put themselves in by making that dude the primary person who care for them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I think another um, takeaway that I had from watching the Surviving R. Kelly documentary or whatever you want to call it is um, how important it is to nurture the mind of our children. I don't even know if that's what I'm really trying to say, but and the thing is, as much as I don't necessarily understand what happened in the hearts and minds of those young women um, to be drawn in the way that they were. Because I know there's much deeper things going on there than I will probably ever be able to grasp. But for me, it's like, I want to make sure that my children have like a strong enough mind to know not to go in a hotel room with someone by themselves or um, to leave or, you know, like to make decisions that mm -hmm. are, <sighs> I want to be careful in how I say this because I don't want to victim blame. Is that what it's called? Like, yeah. I don't want it to sound like I blame those girls for what happened to them because I totally don't. I believe that R. Kelly is a very sophisticated, even though they said he can't read and write and blah, blah, blah. He, he knew what he was doing when he was talking to those women well he's first of all like this is pimp culture so this is like mm -hmm. the art of you know uh manipulating a woman mm -hmm. right to get them to do what you you mm -hmm. know what i mean to like build them up then break them down like i don't think these women were like trapped and like couldn't leave but they were just so brainwashed to believe that they couldn't make it right now we say, man, how could someone ever get to that point? But we look at the things in our lives that we are attached to and mm. can't get rid of, mm. right? And so that can be anything. There's a lot of relationships that are detrimental, but you have to be in those relationships because that's your mom, that's your dad, that's your uncle, that's your grandma. You have to love them no matter what, even though they may abuse you and treat you like crap. But we say, well they have this space in my life and I need to make sure that, you know, they know I'm, I love them or something. Uh, we have certain things that we cling to that we use as, as a safety. My issue, my issue isn't so much the, the, the my, my issue isn't the women. My issue was R. Kelly, right? Um, because if you look at what happened, a lot of the songs were dedicated to the victims 
uh, the situation that he was in. Mm -hmm. My mind's telling me no. My body's telling me yes. I don't want to hurt nobody, but it's something I confess. Mm -hmm. I need to confess or whatever. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Now, when you listen to those words, you know that he's kind of having this war within himself, but he's like, I don't want to hurt anybody. And I can see him talking about a little girl. I don't want to hurt anybody, but something I have to confess, I don't I don't think it's wrong. You know why? Because he was molested. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, one, I think this is a very evil, demonic situation going on here. But then here's another issue I have a problem with. The parents, okay? The parents saw an opportunity in R. Kelly to make them ch their children more successful faster. Mm-hmm. I believe that with this guy's help, we can get to the point where we're going to be successful. I'm going to be a star. First of all, newsflash. You don't need anybody's cosign to be successful in music. Mm -hmm. Not into this day and age. Not since the past three years, right? You can do it yourself just by having, you know, your own social media type stuff and just posting consistently or whatever. A record company is going to probably take all your money and all your assets they're going to own your art for a percentage you'll get money back or whatever when you go when you say when a parent says i want to give r kelly my child to mentor they're it's laziness or it's a lack of um resources or it's a lack of relationships they want to take the easy way out mm -hmm. that's what i think anyway you know what i'm saying because i know a lot of people who are like yo let me manage you. Let me do this. Let me do that. And I'm thinking, what are you going to do that I won't do for myself? Hmm. Um, R. Kelly took advantage of those women. He took advantage of those parents. He is a horrible person. I don't even know. Like, it's nothing. Like, I don't think any good can come from this situation. If him, him living. Like, I really don't. I really don't see any benefit from him being alive now i know like people are like yo this is a child of god da, 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 da. but i feel like we're talking about like a demon here like we're talking about someone who has some serious issues beyond repair now mind you god has done amazing things god can do anything you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying yeah but forgive me y'all but i'm not praying for the salvation of r kelly <laughs> I'm not. I'm on some like, yo, we need to get this dude out of here. He needs to be done. He needs to be done. All right. Now, now I say that. Ha you don't agree with me. I'm just a you little uncomfortable. Got the, you're just a little uncomfortable admitting that <laughs> I'm to a the, little, for the world. Yeah, I'm like, you just said that out loud. Now, uh, let, let's, are let's, you editing this part out? I'm not editing this out. Now. This is okay. what's happening. This is how I feel. I hope he doesn't show up dead because they're coming to you first. I don't care. They come to me. Hey, look, I, don't, I ain't do it, but I hoped it. Babe, you should stop. Listen. Okay. Okay, I say this now being a father of a daughter. What about the father of R. Kelly? He don't know his daddy? <laughs> I'm thinking, I guess, along the lines of I'm the mother of R. Kelly. She gone. Babe. Oh, gosh. Go ahead. Finish your thought. All right. So, like, I saw Master P talking. He was talking, <laughs> and he was saying, yo, what's up with the parents why have why why are they like okay and like he he, he said something like yo and nobody gonna play with my kids straight nobody. up 
You know what I'm saying? Like that, you shouldn't even been on TV in there. If you a parent, you shouldn't be on there unless you're on CNN from a jail cell. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. So I don't know if R. Kelly did it or not. That ain't my business. I ain't judging. But I'm just saying those parents shouldn't let that go that far. And they shouldn't have been knocking on no windows, throwing no rocks if they know somebody in there with their kid. You know, and now if you got your kid and your kid come out and they won't go back, that's on them. At least I tried as a parent. But if my kid in there, it's going to be all out walk. Everybody coming outside, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? So I don't respect that part. That's the part I don't respect. I'm pulling up the R. Kelly house and everybody's like, coming I outside. my daughter is in there, everybody's coming Everybody's outside. coming yeah. outside. Yeah. I'm going I'm going law-abiding citizen. He was like, this should have been, he said, this should be a whole other episode. Y'all should be talking uh, from CNN. CNN. From, from the, the jail. jail cell. I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'm willing to go to jail yes. from the freedom of my daughter. Amen. For the freedom of her mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm in a situation, and I know you and I, right? Mm-hmm. Anaya, right? Yeah. I, I imagine you telling me, come back, or we going to go together. We going together. But I would say, <laughs> come back, and if you don't bring my daughter back home, don't come home. Yeah. And I would go, and I would get all types of armor, and I would go in and shoot up the spot. There's no way you're going by yourself. Somebody got to take care of the other two. These chairs are killing my butt. All right. Now, praise God, we got new mics now. (laughs) (laughs) We got a mixer here. We got the cloud lifters. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Come on now. Amen. Celebrate. Celebrate. We're celebrating. The the, the seats ain't comfortable. But (laughs) But you aren't moving as much as I am. I think it's the baby and. Yeah, all that. It's all right. All right. Anyways. Anyway, everybody's coming outside. I'm going in to get my daughter. My daughter will be free. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. I killed him. Dude, even oh, I don't I don't mean to bash anybody, but even that sister, the one situation where the sister, the parents sent the sister to go with the daughter, like knowing, knowing yeah. the rumors mm-hmm. about R. Kelly and the sister left her sister. Like to me, I'm thinking like I'm thinking about Jasmine because I feel like Jasmine's like a sister to me. Mm-hmm. Girl, you are not leaving my sight. You're not. The thing is, we are, the, the whole problem with that is, I think for the sister, it's like if she don't, if she doesn't, like, I don't think the sister wanted to leave. Like I'm not, I'm talking about the girl who was trapped, or the girl who was with R. Kelly. I, I think she was brainwashed to the point where she knew that she had to do certain things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so my only thing is like I'm eliminating, I'm eliminating this problem, mm-hmm. and I'm going to jail for that. Mm-hmm. How many years is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a brother who went to jail. I would never want to go to jail. He told me some stories. Um, or oh, who went to prison. Uh, shout out Timothy Jackson. I did a whole uh, Creators for Change video on him and his life. Um, fatherhood. Believe in fatherhood. But I got to know some of the inside scoop of prisons, and I was like, I actually don't belong in prison. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not about it, about it like that. Yeah. But when it comes to my daughter, when it comes to my sons, when it comes to my family, I'm going all the way to jail. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care, you know. Yeah. Um. So I I had big issues with that. I do think about R. Kelly though. What? Like, okay, he's done a lot of bad things. He's hurt a lot of women. He's there impregnated. Are going, there are so many people who are living with STDs as a result of him, who are 
who have all kinds of mental issues because of him, who've probably tried to take their life because of him. And who knows who took their life because of him? We don't even know. Or whose life he may have taken. However. That's a lot of stuff you just said. <laughs> Get him out of here. I know. I know. I, I know. Where, where, where is, okay, so you, where is this grace coming from? What, what's happening? It's coming from the heart of a mother. Like, I'm not trying to say that if my kids did all the things that R. Kelly did, that I wouldn't want to see them, you know, be held responsible for their actions. However, I am saying that in all of the things that were going on, no one has tried to, it doesn't sound like, from the information that was shared, it doesn't sound like anyone tried to get that man help because there's obviously something more deep-rooted there. He was molested as a child. Um, I think at one point in the documentary, I don't know if it was a documentary or some other video that I may have seen, but some people were saying that they think the molestation, I think it was his brother mm -hmm. that said he thinks the molestation actually brought out um, some things that were already in him that he may have enjoyed getting molested getting molested and it kind of um illuminated some i don't know what he fetishes said or something yeah. like that and so uh i don't know i just feel like the young like i just think about the young boy and how he became the man that he is and i feel like there were so many missed opportunities to help him to you know uh protect his heart protect his mind yeah um, i'm i'm so sorry i know you I, don't i'm, feel I'm telling you i understand because like think about mm. it if he would have gotten help from a young age then so many lives that are hurting now would not be hurting sure but and at the same time though the music that he made would have been a whole heck of a lot different it would have been terrible. <laughs> you think it would have been terrible? I mean, I mean, so you're... Oh, this is interesting. So what? you're saying that the music he made as a result of the hurt that he caused these young girls is... Well, we didn't know that it was he was singing two little girls. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that Age Ain't Nothing But A Number was a true story. Yeah. We didn't know that um, You Were Not Alone, I'm Here With You was about girls trapped in his room. Mm. Yeah. He wrote, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just thought we were jamming out, mm -hmm. you know? And that's why, like, we give too much credit and we give too much appreciation to these artists and celebrities who are talented. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to care more about character than talent. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I understand what you're saying. Like, man, we missed an opportunity here as a people to take care of this young man. Mm -hmm. But we have to protect our daughters from predators. Mm -hmm. It has to happen. Oh, we have definitely. to protect our sons from predators. He's a predator. He has to go. He he can't ever get out of jail. Yeah. He has to go to jail for life. I mean, I feel like he should be, I feel like there needs to be like, babe, he made money off of singing songs about the things that he put little girls through. Like he became rich off of that. We paid his music and we funded it for him to be able to keep control. those resources and control yeah. and manipulate mm -hmm. people in his life and those people they, those other people should be doing time too for for, for sure. sure but but what here's but but here we go here we go it's about to come back around okay 
There are a lot of R. Kelly moments in black families all around the world. What do you mean exactly? I'm saying, okay, so his sister molesting him. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of molestation that happens in black families. I mean, in all families. In all families, but I don't know all families. I'm just, well, yeah, pretty much all families, mm -hmm. right? But we don't go in and pursue and like snitch on and whatever. We don't even trust the victims <laughs> that have been hurt. You know what I'm saying? We just kind of keep quiet about it. And so I feel like this is a real stain on how we are as a people in trying to protect the people we love and we care about versus protecting the innocent. Does that make sense? Say it again. I feel like this is exposing how much we love certain characters, how much we we exalt certain people in our families or certain people in our lives or whatever because they provide a certain joy or a necessary uh, feeling when we see them, but they could be detrimental to the rest of our family or society. Mm -hmm. um, and R. Kelly is the poster child for... Hmm our lack of care mm -hmm. um and i'm and i'm not saying i'm saying you know what i'm saying like i'm not you know putting anybody in a position to be like oh you know this person did this or that or this but i am saying that there's an accountability mm -hmm. that has to happen from the men especially from the men in our families mm -hmm. you know um but it was a woman who was molesting him so i i think we can't make this a gender thing we just have to make this a thing where Everyone is being held accountable. I know it was a woman, but he did have an older brother. That older brother who was in jail, mm -hmm. who was talking about that his little brother could have got a hundred thousand dollars and yeah. if he kept the secret. Mm -hmm. That's a man who failed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I just feel like we just need to hold people accountable and get them help. There's not a safe place for people who struggle with this. Who struggle with what? Like pedophilia. What do you mean? Like the, there's not the, a... The pedophile or the victim? No, the pedophile. Mm, yeah. There's not a place where it'd be like, yo, I have an interest in young people. You need to die. You need to go to yeah. jail. Like that's... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What is a safe place for people like that? Mm. Who have those moments? Hmm. Because like if you ask anybody like what do you think that should happen what do you think should happen to pedophiles they're like oh they should die, they should be castrated and thrown in a like you talk to an average American about that and that's mm -hmm. what they say. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily believe that's true. Yeah. I feel like I feel like R. Kelly is an extreme case. I don't wish that he dies. I don't wish death on him. I'm just saying if I'm the parent, I'm not gonna miss. I'm just saying if I'm the parent, mm -hmm. if it's my child in the house and I haven't like hugged or smelled my baby, I'm going in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, you know, I'm willing to pay the price for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do need to have honest communication about that. Even in our own family with uh, Theo, um, I talked about this before, um, trying to teach him that his sister doesn't owe him affection. Uh, when he wants to hug his sister or whatever or show her some affection, he is not owed that. Mm -hmm. That is, if she wants to give you a hug, she'll give you a hug, you know. 
um, and vice versa and vice versa. And so as a young man, when I was growing up, my primary influence, because when we when kids want to talk about sex, we clench up when they want to talk about when they want to do something inappropriate, we clench up and we're like, ah, you're making it awkward. You know what I'm saying? But when you're young, the young teach you. And so my older cousins, the kids in my neighborhood, like that's where I learned about all that stuff until my, you know, my parents were like, yo, we're going to have this conversation. You know, my mom was like, we're going to have this conversation, but I had already had the conversation, mm -hmm. you know, several times. So that's why I think when your kid wants to talk about sex and wants to ask certain questions about sex, I, I put out a video a couple weeks ago asking the kids, where do babies come from? Um, some people were like, I think this is a little bit too mature of a conversation. I think you're taking the kid's innocence away. And I'm like, no, like they should know, you know, mm -hmm. if I don't tell them, then someone else is going to tell them. And it's our responsibility to have that conversation first. And so, you know what's crazy about that? I feel like um, it's not crazy, but I get uncomfortable a lot of times um, when these types of conversations come up or when I see the boys just with their hands in their pants or whatever. And um, for me, like some of the conversations that Glenn is more open to having with our kids at such a young age, I'm like, babe, I really don't think that they're ready for that. But Glenn is coming from the perspective of he was in kindergarten. Yeah, was, I was in first grade. He was in first grade and he, a girl exposed herself to you. She was showing off her goods underneath the table. Yeah. And me and a, me and my homie looked. We just kept looking. She kept showing. And so I didn't have any experiences like that, y'all. Like my the way that I grew up and the way that Glenn grew up were so completely different in that realm that... Um, Sometimes I have to just trust him when it comes to those types of conversations. And a lot of times I default to him because I don't know. I mean, these are boys. I'm a woman. I don't really know. I don't know how to have all of these conversations a lot of the times. And so um, I'm saying that to say that I feel like our upbringings a lot of time will affect, will, will uh, encourage I don't know if that's the word I'm trying to use, but it will basically kind of guide how we interact with our children. And I'm saying all that to say that I'm grateful that Glenn had the experiences that he had because I feel like our children are going to be safeguarded in a way that I wouldn't have been able to safeguard them through my naivety um, as a very sheltered young girl I feel like that sheltered lifestyle that I grew up in still like shows itself today and I don't want to be ignorant but um sometimes I feel like I don't know I mean I'm still learning stuff yeah I'm activated toward that type of stuff yeah. because it's such a trigger for me mm -hmm. um and you know it, it caused me to make very poor decisions as a young man and as a teenager mm -hmm. and I just was terrible yeah. even even into like you know early adulthood like just I'm just dumb, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I just did stupid things, and I don't want my children to have that excuse. So I want them to know everything that they can know, and and that they will let me teach them. So yeah. and so when people say things like "I think this is too mature of a conversation for these kids," I don't think so, guys. I think that um, I think for me, I've been coming to the realization that I actually need to educate myself on. A lot of things as far as especially because I'm raising boys and I don't understand a lot of 
the things that they deal with or a lot of the emotions and thoughts that they have. And a lot of times I'm the one that encounters these moments and opportunities to address them or speak to them. And I'm at a loss and I don't want to miss these opportunities to be like, hey, this is something you might be feeling because of whatever, or let's talk about how to, um, you know, deal with these emotions or this sensation or whatever. (laughs) And as uncomfortable as I know I will be in those moments, it is very important for me to, especially after watching this art, surviving R. Kelly documentary, to be able to um, talk about those things with my boys and allow them to know that I am a safe place for them to come. Yeah, because what happens if you push them away, then mm-hmm. you turn them into a creep and then they know yeah. you're not a safe place and it's something you have to do in private and, and hiding. And tells me that all the time. Yeah, and so yeah. like if he has, you know, if he has his hands in his pants, this is the place to do it, at the house. You know what I'm saying? I like, mean, because I am a teacher and I have seen students do yeah, all kinds of stuff. Do all like, oh my gosh, weirdo. please stop. And as a, stu- as a teacher, you can't be like, hey, you know. Get your hands out of your pants, Paul. <laughs> You kn- or even go up to them privately and say that because it could all be misconstrued. Hey, go wash your nasty hands. <laughs> all I can do is be like, I, I'm not going to touch that pencil. Or- <laughs> yeah, it's like it's germs everywhere. Can you imagine yeah, the amount of germs uh, in a freaking junior so high I, classroom? A sink and soap belong in every single classroom. My gosh. Classroom. Ugh, that just grosses me out. Yes. Okay. Babe, how married are you? I had one. I remember. Okay. Ask me again. Babe, how how married are you? I'm still married. The other day, I was nice and snug in my bed, right? On my computer, minding my business, doing whatever. And Glenn had kind of, you know, asked a lot of me (laughs) at one time. (laughs) (laughs) What did you ask me to do? I think he asked me to fulfill an order. He asked me to make an uh draft up an invoice and then he wasn't feeling well and he asked me to make this like remedy rendition that um mm-hmm. he wanted eucalyptus that, honey garlic he's sipping yeah. on it, sipping on it right now which we actually found out that you really shouldn't consume eucalyptus <laughs> but he's been surviving so uh, i like it yeah anyway it was kind of a lie at once and you know all those things i don't mind doing for him but it was just all a lot at once. And it was, you know, when you get from under the covers, it's cold. But I went downstairs. I'm so married that I went downstairs. I don't think I complained without complaining. Did I complain? Mm-mm. Yeah. I went downstairs without complaining and made him his thing. And I just feel like that was love. That was love. Right? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> and he started feeling better. Yeah. Immediately. Like yeah. maybe two days later. Yeah. 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 Babe. Hmm. How married are you? So I'm so married. Uh-oh. Last night. <laughs> what was last night? I come into bed <laughs> and I just went up downstairs to get and this is actually a, What's happening? This is actually bad for me. Oh. This isn't really how married I am. But this is a funny story. So like I walk into the bedroom and I guess you were hot or something. So like your your sheets are off. One boob is hanging out of the shirt. <laughs> and you're L shaped. Yeah, you're oh, L shaped. Yeah. And you're L shaped. So your legs are draped across my side of the bed. Just a perfect L. 
And I'm like, I remember you waking me I'm up. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> what in the hell's going on here? I do remember. You're like, that. babe. What? <laughs> Ugh, it's hot. I'm like, all right. So I turned on the fan, hopped in the bed. I was watching The Office, and I knew you were waking up because of the sound. So I clicked the TV off and I just went to sleep, and I wasn't even really tired. So. Yeah. You want to know what's crazy? That nightgown that I was wearing, it just has too much cleavage because <laughs> I was changing Anaya's diaper and then I got done changing her diaper and she, her and I were just hanging out and Theo comes in the room and he's like, was she just eat, eating from your boob? Because <laughs> at this point, he knows that's like, yeah. that's not supposed to happen anymore, yeah. mom. Yeah. I was like, no, I didn't even realize it was out. Yeah, you got to oh, tighten wow. up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you got to, you know, tighten the straps on there yeah. or something. Okay. And, and that's, that's just, just how married, married we are. are.